morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 258 of the Player Player Podcast. Before I get started, I want to give a big thank you to the both old and new additions to our crew tuning in to listen to us do what we do. And what is that, Arsene? Talk about video games. Talk about video games. Every Thursday of every week, we gather around the virtual water cooler, discuss video games and the culture surrounding them. I'm your host, Joseph Hooper, a.k.a. The Hoop Man, along with my co-host, my expert legal counsel, Arsene Wakpa. Uh, yes, I, I would advise that you refrain from you know letting everyone know that I am your legal counsel. I think oh, that okay. uh, they'll be unwise. Also, I would refrain from you uh, releasing any type of you know videos or you know types of apologies out there where you talk about uh, you know telling your side of the story. So please don't do that, uh, especially if it involves uh, any songs, any ukuleles, anything like that. Okay. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, and we'll be in chat. We'll be in, we'll be in uh, in touch soon. Okay, so next we're gonna do my song about the allegations against me while I'm playing the bongos. Everybody, no, let's go. Let's is it the, go. is it the DK the Donkey Kong of bongos? <laughs> sure, yeah. All right, there we go. All right, I take back like everything go. I said. Go right ahead. But guys, we're not talking about Colleen Ballinger and her uh, cancellation today. <laughs> what we're talking about is the Microsoft versus Activision, uh, FTC battle, CMA battle, all of the above. Uh, I want to talk about where we are right now, uh, how the case went down, the, uh, the, the week-long case between the FC, FTC and Microsoft, what happened, where we're going from here, and then our opinions on how we're feeling about this and what could be the potential uh, positives or negatives from all of these, all of the above, right? So just to keep everybody updated, what has happened as of today, obviously Microsoft, uh, pledged to buy Activision Blizzard, $69 billion, big deal, uh, governments around the world. Some of them said, oh, this, this checks out couple of them, like the U.S., like the U.K., said, wait a second, this doesn't fly, we don't like this, this is a really expensive, and you know what, we're not going to let Microsoft uh, walk all over us, so we're blocking it, all right? Uh, U.K., CMA blocked, um, EU actually approved with concessions, uh, but U.S., FTC also blocked. So Microsoft said, all right, bet, we'll see you in court, you big-headed buffoons, Um <laughs> Actually, they couldn't take CMA to court, so they basically met with government officials, and they're like, hey, y'all got to do something about this, but don't worry. We'll come back to y'all. Y'all are lightweight. We'll handle shoddy over here. Turn to America. Turn to the FTC. And they said, this this country is run by money, baby. This country is run by the legal system, and we don't give a damn what you guys are saying. Yeah. So we're taking you to court. So essentially, what was happening was um, FTC file a temporary restraining order uh, from Microsoft closing the deal. So Microsoft could not actually close the deal, cash out and say, hey, we now have bought Activision, uh, King, Blizzard, um, because the, the court ordered a restraining order. Um, to keep that restraining order from expiring, uh, FTC had to go and file a pre preliminary injunction, which basically means, hey, uh, we're taking this to a judge. The judge needs to look at the case and say, hey, you guys have a case here. We're going to uh, continue 
this restraining order because we, we believe that uh, if FTC litigated further, that they have a valid case in actually blocking this uh, merger. So basically, it was a judge ruling on if FTC even had any substantial grounds to take this to a full-on legal battle. All right. Uh, why this was important was is because uh, as of today, the date is July 12th, peek behind the curtain um, that we're recording this. July 18th is the day that uh, the deal, the contracts of the deal expires. So um, after July 13th, after July 18th, Microsoft has to pay Activision Blizzard $3 billion just for not being able to get the deal just done in time, wasting their time, just for wasting time. And if they want to continue the deal, they would have to renegotiate. Um, Bobby Kotick, a lot of people have basically said, Hey, if we get to that state, we're walking away. It's just going to be too much work. We're not going to renegotiate. We're not going to renegotiate the deal. Um, so it was kind of like a race against the clock. Microsoft is trying to close. FTC doesn't want them to close because once they've closed, it's going to be a lot harder to undo everything that, that, uh, has been you know set in stone as far as the financial transaction all that stuff um and nobody wants to hit that july 18th date because then it's just going to be a big headache for uh, both parties involved so uh there was a whole court case lasted about a week um it was live streamed uh for the most part we got to see a lot of peaks behind the curtain um but ultimately the judge finally came out with her ruling yesterday mm-hmm. and she basically said hey I'm not granting this injunction. Microsoft can close if they want to, because if you guys took this to court, I don't think you guys have a strong case. All right. Um, So Microsoft said, yeah, let's go. That's a W Uh, likely. And uh, immediately after that uh, over back into the UK, we're going to go back across the sea, see what's up with them. They said, actually, you know what? (laughs) Maybe we can, maybe we can renegotiate. Maybe we can talk about this a little further. You know, we blocked it, but you know, you know, maybe we can talk about this a little bit more. So they agreed to pause litigation um, and go back to the drawing board. So now everything looks like Microsoft is very close to getting this deal done. In fact, people were saying they could close as soon as Monday, which I think would be the 17th, which would be right before hey. the uh, expiration date of the 18th. But it close? Um, cutting it close for sure. Cutting it close. Uh, that being said, um, as of today, FTC has appealed the the judge's ruling saying, hey, no, that wasn't right. Let's run it back. Run, run it back real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what happens to that with that. People are saying there's not even enough time to appeal uh, the the um, the ruling and there's not enough evidence to even support a proper appeal. So that's where we are. All right. As far as I'm concerned, based on everything that has transpired, everything that I broke down. It looks like the deal is going through. If FTC doesn't get this appeal, um, you know, validated or whatever, Microsoft is going to close on Monday, um, and FTC is just going to have to deal with it and try to, you know, undo the damage. Uh, any questions from you? I, I want you to play the role of the audience. Are there any questions uh, so far? I did want to bring up uh, what you mentioned about the UK and how mm-hmm. they are planning on renegotiating or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they're trying to do. How does that play into the timeline here? Uh, if they're, you know, now deciding, hey, well, maybe we'll allow, maybe not. Mm-hmm. We've got we still only have, what, six days 
as of yeah. recording. What's so going on with that? essentially, the whole reason that the UK decided to renegotiate is because uh, everybody is essentially saying if the FTC, uh, you know, trial went in Microsoft's favor, Microsoft would just effectively close around the UK. So they oh, say okay, we don't know what right. y'all are saying. Uh, even though you guys tried to block this, we'll figure it out later. We're just going to close it anyway because, I mean, come on. Really, the UK, y'all got phone booths. Y'all got guys <laughs> with tall hats. They don't but, even have a big bed anymore. Yeah, y'all over here talking about the cloud. How about y'all, you know, figure out how to get America back? How about yeah, that? Y'all are losers. Yeah. All right? So that's what Microsoft is saying. Those aren't my words. Those are Microsoft's words. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's basically where we are there. Um, Cool. We all We all up to speed. I think I'm I think I'm locked in right now. I'm cool, ready for Monday cool. personally. Before we talk about how we feel about this Activision Blizzard thing, actually going through. Now that we talked about our initial thoughts to the possibility of it going through, but now that it's very 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 likely, I think the stock price is like at $92 mm-hmm. and the share price that is going to close at is like 95. So people are like very confident that this thing is going to go through. Um, I want to bring up some interesting points uh, that I noticed from listening to the court case. I listened to several hours of the court cases across like two days. Uh, I found it really interesting. Um, A lot of the uh, testimonies, like there were emails revealed where Jim Ryan is basically like, hey, this is going to be fine. They're going to keep it on. Uh, PlayStation, Call of Duty, they're going to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. I'd rather this not happen. I'd rather that, you know, they not buy a huge uh, player in the game, but mm-hmm. we'll be fine because we're PlayStation and we're leading. Um, and there were emails that were saying, we actually think this is a pretty bad purchase um, by them, which is interesting as well. Like, this is kind of a waste of money for them. So that was interesting. Um, Jim Ryan, when he was on the stand was basically saying, Hey, this isn't, this is anti-competitive because, you know, uh, they're like, they're going to take away our market share. Cause a lot of people only play call of duty on PlayStation and they're going to go buy an Xbox. If, if, if Microsoft makes call of duty exclusive, um, a lot of it was on call of duty exclusivity in this FTC court case, but time and time again, um, Microsoft said, hey, we're not going to make this exclusive. We're like, we're saying this on the stand. We're not going to make this exclusive. Phil Spencer was like, I'll swear I'll do whatever you need me to do. We're not going to make it exclusive. Um, And a part of the reason that the FTC lost the trial was because the judge said that, hey, we have over a million documents that you guys like confiscated in this whole probe. And you guys can find one document from Microsoft that proves that, hey, they're going to make Call of Duty exclusive. <laughs> so, like, they got some shady emails. Matt Booty said we're going to spin Sony out of business. Um, Matt Booty also said, hell no, we're not putting our games uh, on on competing services like GeForce Now. Matt Booty said was kind of out of pop. Boy, it was going crazy <laughs> in the DMs. Uh, but they never actually got them saying, yeah, there's no way we're going to put Call of Duty on PlayStation or something like that. So, um as we stand, it looks like the deal is going through. It looks like Call of Duty will, will remain on PlayStation. Um, and who knows? I think there's a good possibility that games like Diablo uh, might also remain on PlayStation in the future. I don't know when Diablo 5 would come out, probably a decade from now, if not mm-hmm. more. But I think that would also be on PlayStation in the future. So um, now the que- I've been talking a lot. Now the question goes to you. How do you feel about the deal going through? 
Um, what are your thoughts on this whole case? Was there anything interesting going on in the headlines that you saw? Where, where are you at? At the risk of sounding like an Xbox shill, I uh, think this deal is fine. I think it's quite fine. I think, you know, from I feel very, very I'm going to you know, put it out there. One, I, there's two things right now. One, I'm very ignorant when it comes to, you know, I guess all the inner workings of this deal. And two, I'm very biased because I'm a proud Game Pass supporter. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, born and raised, basically. Yeah. So I want this thing to go through. I've been wanting this thing to go through for, you know, ever since it pretty much got announced. I thought once, once they announced they were acquiring Activision Blizzard back in whatever, was it last year or something? I thought it was already going through. I was like, let's go. Let's turn it up. I was ready to mm-hmm. play, you know, I don't know, whatever I wanted to play back then. I wasn't ready to play it on Game Pass. So I'm, <laughs> I'm still definitely excited to see what this entails for, uh, for both companies, for uh, you know, Activision Blizzard King and Microsoft, um, hopefully uh, we, you know, see some progress out of both, you know, companies. Hopefully, like they're they're mutually beneficial to each other. It's not like you know, one company uh, will suffer because of this deal. I'm hoping that you know they do end up successful. And I think mm-hmm. you know the most important thing here i want more games on game pass i want more you know i want more i want diablo 4 on game pass i want a a wow basic subscription on game pass i'm ready for i want call of duty on game pass i want call of duty on game pass you're right it doesn't need to be exclusive that's what we're we didn't say nothing about that in our emails i just want it to be (laughs) on game pass then i'll never have to put you'll never have to pay for a call of duty again come on now that's you know that's the game pass seller right there bro that's go. how you. That's how you get the little the little sheeple little boys and girls. You tell mom and dad, oh, I don't have to pay seventy dollars for Call of Duty Black Ops Four eighteen or whatever they're coming out with next. I could just get Game Pass, and there you have it. I think Let's it's a free that. money printer for uh, Microsoft personally. Once they acquire Activision Blizzard, they could even just add an extra tier, uh, Game Pass Ultimate plus plus COD. And that's true. Extra extra one one dollar a month. And you just get all the cards in perpetuity, and there you go. I think it would be worth it because people play be pretty so late. But um, I'm kind of with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand the argument that hey, man, these companies. This is just a billion dollar company. They're just they just have so much money, and now they're buying one of the other biggest companies in the gaming space. And now the gaming space is just getting that much smaller. Okay, I understand yeah. that, um, and I understand where that has went wrong many, many times in capitalism in the U S Disney being one particular example. But in the case of this very specific case, uh, in this very specific case, I don't really see a ton of downside. I think the worst case scenario is that Microsoft would shut down I don't know, a whole team at Blizzard, a whole team within Activision. They would just shut down a whole team, fire a Mm -hmm. bunch of people just because that team isn't working out. I think that's the worst case scenario. Uh, But also, I don't see that being much different than what I would imagine Activision would do if Activision eventually saw that one particular team wasn't producing an output. But Activision is horrible to their employees and horrible to their teams. Um, And it's not like they are, you know, constantly innovating and and being, you know, a competitor to PlayStation and and Xbox and other 
other players in the game. It's like Activision just kind of does what it does. Uh, they don't innovate. They kind of they did Warzone, which was nice, but that was as close as we got to them keeping up with the trends. And every now and again, we'll get a Tony Hawk remaster, which is nice, or a Spyro Reignited <laughs> trilogy, which is nice, or even a Crash. Uh, it's about time, Crash, which is nice. Yeah. But for the most part, Activision isn't really pushing boundaries like EA is. Um, it's not really reinventing itself like uh, Capcom is. Um, so I don't really feel bad that uh, Activision Blizzard is getting swallowed by Microsoft. It doesn't really make a difference to me. Um, so, yeah, like the consolidation concerns... I guess I just don't really see a lot of downside. There's a lot of what ifs when we're talking about layoffs or whatever, but that can happen live with anything, right? Yeah. Like PlayStation uh, recently, or not recently, PlayStation bought uh, the team that made, uh, what's the name of that graffiti PlayStation game? Concrete Genie. Concrete Genie. And that studio just shut down. They just shut them down, yep. which is sad. And it's a bummer, but it's like, yeah, it just happens, right? It doesn't, take a billion dollar company and then you say oh well like that's why the companies should be independent and like we shouldn't allow, allow these bigger companies to buy these smaller companies one activision blizzard is not a small company at all uh so um i think that's a whole different discussion but um when we talk about like these independent companies and and gobbling up these independent um developers it's from every like indie developer I've talked to from everything I've read and stuff. It's hard being an independent developer. Mm-hmm. Look at psych odyssey. And you know, Oof. not only are they making a game that they're struggling to, you know, um, get the concepts down and, you know, make it perfect. But also for a lot of that documentary, they talk about how they're struggling to find money, how at any moment they could run out of funding and then everybody's just laid off and all that hard work and not that game just goes away. Right. So, um, I know on the outset, it doesn't look as exciting, uh, to see like the indie developers or whoever get gobbled up by Microsoft PlayStation. But the way I see it is, Hey, like these developers, these companies are companies that have proven themselves. Activision is a really weird, very specific use case because it is a conglomerate conglomerate on its own. Um, and it's kind of just like a weird, weird outlier. But like, if we're talking about like, say Microsoft purchases IO Interactive or something, um, IO Interactive did the indie thing. They've proven proven themselves. They've mastered Hitman, and I think they've earned the right to have proper funding for their projects. Assuming that Microsoft or PlayStation or whoever can manage them correctly, mm-hmm. and which is the big thing. Um, but it seems like more and more developers or publishers at least sony and playstation um are trying to let these people do what they do without interfering too much which i appreciate so um i support i always support hey like team cherry make your big indie hit have a (laughs) have a great success make a sequel or whatever and then you know cash out like nobody wants to be chasing funding for their entirety of their business right this is not like a facebook or amazon situation where you kind of blow up because you have a a big hit and then you can like ipo and and get funding from stockholders that's not really how the game development world goes like even bethesda who got purchased by microsoft 
clearly was struggling to prove to shareholders that their value was there, right? Because they're made, they're putting microtransactions in Fallout 76. They're trying to, you know, chase the trends to get a big hit to make sure that their bigger projects like Starfield could get funded. So um, that's kind of my thoughts on it. Um, but yeah, like it'll be interesting. I I guess my follow up question to you is like, do you think like this is just like a mad dash right now? Do you think we're we're headed into a mm. cold war where it's like okay things are gonna settle down, but under the hood there there's gonna be some competing, uh, or do you think we're just gonna go into an all out arms race where smaller studios are gonna be bought left and right? over the next like year or two you know i have you know heard you know talks about you know this whole out all out war and i'm really hoping that that's not the case you know because if if it becomes that case everybody's gonna everybody's gonna get bought up and any small studio that you know is worth its salt is gonna get bought up to be added as like a new weapon to you know the uh microsoft sony you know family Mm-hmm. And then you end up with two companies at the end of the day. Yeah. I guess three if you consider Nintendo. But you, you end up with two companies at the end of the day. And I think everybody knows that's just not the way. I don't think that's the way games should be run. I don't think that'll be the best way to, you know, continue having uh, a good gaming, what's the word, like ecosystem. Mm-hmm. It would be bad for gaming. So I, I can't imagine... I can't imagine a world where in either company would, you know, actively strive to go to war in this sense. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think they'll, you know, sit there and be like, oh, yeah, we we see this. Now we have to, you know, start gobbling up. Mm-hmm. But there there is a chance. And I do have I do, I guess, share a little bit of that concern and that worry that, you know, uh, Sony's going to immediately uh, respond with the Square Enix purchase. But then again, I think that I'm trying to think of you know, other major, major studios or you know companies that are kind of on the same par as the activision blizzard king you know that conglomerate and i can't really think of any so it's like well if xbox buys you know if they they go through with this acquisition Mm -hmm. who's real like and then sony goes through it gets square maybe even who's the other one that we were talking about maybe even capcom and sega like, is that really enough? Would that be enough to want to spur Microsoft to be like, oh, now we got to go get X, Y, Z? At that point, I feel like at that point, I guess the war would already be over because those are really the biggest of the big, you know? Yeah, so, I, I think I, uh, I think I think I agree with you. I don't want it to be a thing where we're like just have two companies. Um, I think the the big players uh, that are left, EA, obviously huge, mm, and I yeah. think if somebody did get EA. That is very close to monopolistic territory because EA, like Call of Duty has the shooter, the number one shooter, but there's still Fortnite to compete against it. Um, There's still Apex to compete against it. You can still possibly develop a shooter to compete against it. With EA, they legitimately own the likenesses of athletes in basically every sport. (laughs) They own the likenesses in, in basketball. They own the likenesses. And uh, soccer, football. And these are yeah. not only two of the biggest sports games uh, in the world, two of the biggest games in general every year in the world, uh, right up there with Call of Duty. I don't think EA is viable because I think that would get blocked regardless of who buys them. Ubisoft, yeah. absolute dog water. I think that is a company that could, could get purchased, but 
to be honest, I don't really see that Microsoft <laughs> or Sony would want Ubisoft because it's just kind of a nasty company right now. They're not really doing anything to innovate. Uh, Take-Two is another company, which is absolutely huge with uh, Grand Theft Auto. I just don't think anybody... Like, if my, Microsoft maybe could have bought Take-Two in place of uh, Activision Blizzard, but I think there's no way Microsoft would ever be able to buy Take-Two and get that past uh, regulation, mm-hmm. first of all. And, uh, yeah, I think... Sony doesn't really have the funds to do that. So <clears throat> I, I really do hope that the the companies that are innovating and still like making interesting things like the remedies of the world, uh, the from softwares of the world. I hope these people still say stay um, independent because I do like that. There are still these studios that are out there that are changing the game and really switching things up in particular genres that aren't tied to any specific console. Um, and I hope, like, we haven't had one of those spin up in a long time. Like, when's the last time we got, like, a Remedy-type studio that is now seen as, like, hey, these guys are big players? Like, I can't really think of it. And I think we need some time for those studios to incubate before we start buying up uh, everybody left and right. Now, mm. if it's a small studio, if it's, like, the size of a double fine or smaller is like, you know, 30, 40 people. Sure. I, I'm not that butthurt about acquiring these people in, in terms of uh PlayStation or Microsoft. Cause I'm like, yeah, these people gotta, gotta survive. They gotta pay their developers. And if this is a studio that's only putting out one game, one smaller indie style game, and, and just needs a little bit more funding. Sure. Like Ember labs for, for instance, somebody buys Ember labs, the Kim, Kenna bridge of spirits team. Mm-hmm. Whatever, you know, it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, I, th- I definitely think the IO Interactives, uh, the Remedies, all those other guys. And then I'm kind of like, oh, this is starting to get a little sussy. Even the Square Enixes where it's like, oh, well, <laughs> this is getting a little sussy. Yeah. But, I agree. I agree completely. Uh, so I guess to end it here, um, what is your best case scenario from this deal what is what like obviously stuff is going to come to game pass but it, mm-hmm. let's say 10 years from now we have xbox showcase featuring bethesda featuring uh activision blizzard king is there anything any revivals where you'd be like let's go or are there any announcements where you'd be like okay let's let's freaking let's get hyped now that we're seeing the fruits bear from this acquisition what's your dream scenario mm. you know I don't know if I have too much of a dream scenario other than just, you know, the constant promise of uh, the Activision Blizzard King Games coming day one to Game Pass, really. Like, at all, I would uh, hope that by that point, you know, that become, you know, 10 years from now, that is the expectation, you know, for it to not be on Game Pass would be a strange, like, you know, one-off situation. So it would be like every game pretty much comes to to you know to that system or to the to, to game pass i'm trying to think of like at because i don't think blizzard has anything that i really give a shit about uh from their <laughs> past uh i'm trying to think about activision games huh because i feel like there's definitely something i could have I, I played when i was younger that I, I i'd like to see come like, back i'm a big spiral guy i must be spiral would be good yeah 
uh, I like Crash, so having those still funded would be cool. But I think my hope 10 years from now is like us having an Xbox showcase. And for one, I'd be very hyped if COD does not come out every year. If it's like on a yeah. more, you know, every other year schedule, I think that'd be sick. Um, and if we could get more Hi-Fi Rush style games from these COD support studios, now that we have like this treasure trove of IPs, um, like Crash, Spyro, or whatever, and even if we don't use the IPs that they have, even if they create a brand new IP or, or license an, an IP, kind of like how EA is doing, I would love to see Microsoft have so many studios, right? And they take so long to release their big projects. Like, I would love to see a lot of filler content in terms of like, oh yeah, this Raven Software made this little game. And, you know, it's a 10-hour experience, but it's really polished. And it's in the Star Wars universe or it's in the Banjo-Kazooie universe or whatever. I think that could be sick. Um, And hopefully, like, if this deal finally closes, like, Microsoft could finally, finally have a iconic, like, chest of characters to, like, look at it and, and tout, like, whether it's Lilith from Diablo, where she's in a in a Smash-type game for Microsoft, or, you know, Banjo-Kazooie is now being developed by, you know, teams other than Rare or whatever. Um, I hope they actually finally know how to put all of these studios to good use and just have a cool, creative funnel that just keeps game pass interesting kind of like you know how netflix has a bunch of shit dog shit mm-hmm. on it i kind of want that except i want it to be more <laughs> like sex education right i want it okay, to be more yeah. like oh this is fun this is cool this is you know you have your stranger things which your big big triple a things mm-hmm. but I, you know every now and again let's have a love death and robots like okay, that is yeah, an yeah. Eight, eight eight episode series that we get every two three years and it's short and it's fun and it's really cool, but I'm very excited every time it comes out. That's kind of like Microsoft's hi-fi rush now. And I, I would love to see the love death and robots or the black mirror versions of content on the game pass side. So that's my, that's my hope and dream. Okay. Will we get there? I don't know. Maybe we'll see. I, we'll see. I did just do a quick little look and mm-hmm. I saw that guitar hero Ooh. Owned by uh, Activision right now. Yeah, bring it back, baby. Guitar Hero and a DJ Hero. I would love to see uh, both come back into the limelight. You know, right now, Clone Hero is the only way that you can get your feet wet if you want to play Guitar Hero. So, yeah. uh, trust me, I know about your Raspberry powered. You know, you know about the you know about the process. You know about the project. I can use my my Raspberry Pi Pico enabled guitar hero controller to then play a game pass guitar hero game come on son stop playing stop with playing me. with me bring it back activision bring it back microsoft i want to see it i want to i want to see it for my daughter's sixth birthday tell yeah, me something about go. that tell me let's something go. about that well only time will tell what will happen um i all i'll say is you know like you said the base case is like these games are coming to game pass that's really fun but I really do hope that, you know, Microsoft unshackles at least two of the like 20 studios that they're acquiring from this this company and just saying, hey, let's let's do something fun. Right. You don't have to work on Call of Duty 24 seven like a little <laughs> cod slave. All right. You can make here's Banjo-Kazooie. Here's Crash. Here, here's Spyro. Make a little little cart racer. Make a little fighting game. Make a little, you know, small project. I don't care. Please, please do something. And with that, guys, 
we will continue to watch and see how these things fold out or unfold. Hopefully next year, next E3 will be the first time where we're very excited to see what the announcements will be with the now integrated Activision Blizzard. Uh, but until then, thank you guys for listening to Player Player. If you want to subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice, rate us five stars on iTunes, tell your friends about us. Um, and if you want updates about the show or anything like that, uh, links are all in the description of this uh, podcast, whether you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Pod, Podbean, it doesn't matter. It's all in the <laughs> description of this video. Uh, make sure to leave a, a comment, rate us five stars. Uh, and if you want to reach out to us, um, you guys can find us on the social medias. Uh, first and foremost, obviously, always a big shout out to Aaron Miller for the intro music. You can follow him at the Miller Child on Instagram. You can find me on social media as the Hoop Man, where the E is a three. And you can find my co-host Arsen here as Pax Arsenica on Twitter and Twitch, or Arsen Lakpa on Instagram. And with that, until next time, keep gaming, guys. Game on, folks.